Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday of all things. <laughs> it's going to be a good night tonight. Yeah, I'm obviously, as you can imagine, as you can imagine, the email inbox is a little bit full. Uh, Joe Biden has apparently scared this entire country to death. My, It's just, it's endless here. So we're going to get to all your emails in a second. You can email us during the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You can't call today. No phone calls. No phone calls. None. So don't call again until Monday. And maybe not even Monday. I'm, I might be in a mood, Chris. <laughs> but it's going to be a great night tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. I need to, I need to address something first before we get to all your questions, before we get to everything. Let's have a talk. I've been talking to you a lot about moving. You, physically moving. For sale sign in the yard. We talked about it again last night. For sale sign in the yard, moving, getting away. And I, I, I get the emails from it, and I get all your feedback from it, and, and I appreciate it, and I, I, I get it. I know a lot of you have done it. But I, I think I do need to explain. I, think, I, don't, I don't know that I've been quite as clear about why I say this as as I'm about to be right now. Okay, you ready? Let's rewind just a little bit. Coronavirus comes. Everybody gets scared. Maybe you were scared too. Maybe you were all about the lockdowns for a couple weeks. I don't, I don't know. It's not my business now. It, just, it doesn't matter. But they were able to scare most of America into running home. The second they were able to do that, they realized, wow, we have a real opportunity here. We have an opportunity to move the government control ball forward by leaps and bounds in ways we never did before because we made people afraid. People were afraid. Now we have an opportunity. Let's go. And they did. And America complied. And America complied. And I don't know. I'm not pointing fingers at you personally. America complied and complied and complied. And that's that's led us to the point where we are now. And that was Joe Biden. It was Joe Biden from yesterday. And you remember what Joe Biden said yesterday. I've got. I'll, I'll play you some of it again. You remember what the president of the United States stood up and said yesterday. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. The people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. A whatever you think about vaccines or whatnot, that, that no president of the United States in the history of this country, not only have they er, they've never done something like that, said something like that, just pointed their finger at every business and said, "Do this or else." But he felt completely comfortable doing it. No other president, no other president would feel safe saying something like that. You get you get yourself impeached for that kind of thing. He felt totally fine saying it, but we're not, we're not rehashing that for right now. I'm going somewhere else with this right now on why I've been telling you to move. 
and this is going to sound a little darker than I want it to to sound, but I, I think it's important everybody. It's, I think it's important everybody understands where I'm coming from on this. Where we are right now as a nation might not be completely salvageable, making meaning the country itself not completely salvageable. In fact, I don't think it is salvageable. We as a nation, we got so rich and fat and weak. We allowed a virus to scare us into bending the knee to the government. And soon before you knew it, there were mayors and governors who felt totally comfortable pointing to a business and saying, close or I'll arrest you. Um, I'm, not, I'm not being too over the line here when I say for lots of American history, any mayor pointing to entire industries and saying close or else that mayor would probably need security protection home that night and almost undoubtedly would have to be uh, uh, whisked away to hiding out of town for fear of his physical safety. This is America. That's, that stuff's never happened before. And yet people did it without batting an eye, without to this day. They just point and say, close, do this, do that. Now, that's, I'm, I'm not, not beating this up for what happened. I'm explaining what I'm talking about here. You think about where we were and then pointing to fingers and closing and you do this and do that. And now we have the president of the United States pointing a finger at all the businesses. Close. You better mandate this. We'll find you this. We're frustrated with you. This is the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Just scolding the American people. Moving forward. Moving forward. I think we have to understand They're not going to back off. Last night, what you saw out of Joe Biden in that insane speech, that's not nearly the end. This isn't nearly the final form of these people at all. I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm going somewhere with this. Just hang with me for a second. This isn't nearly their final form. They're going to keep grabbing and going and grabbing and going and grabbing and going and taking as much liberty and money and power for themselves as they possibly can. As they possibly can. This never stops. And you and me, we don't have cultural institutions to protect us anymore. That's a big part of why they're so bold. If even even 15 years ago, 20 years ago, the president of the United States for either party stood up and said that, oh my gosh, probably the media, but undoubtedly other parts of this society, huge important parts of it, be it entertainment or, 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 or sports or corporations or something, there would have been a pushback from another major cultural pillar. Now, there's none. You don't have anyone, nobody, that can stand up, that has the juice to stand up and protect you anymore, except for one, except for one. Some of the states. Some of the states. If you woke up today and you're in, pick a blue state, you're you're in Connecticut. You woke up today and you're in Connecticut. And you found out the president of the United States just threw out a dictate like that to everybody. What chance do you have you will be shielded from it? Zero. No chance. And I mean no chance whatsoever. I woke up today 
I woke up today in the state of Texas, and my governor isn't exactly a steel-spined dude. My governor has been a big weenie when it comes to coronavirus. But I woke up today in the state of Texas. I woke up with the knowledge my state government is undoubtedly going to fight against this stuff for me. If you woke up in Florida today, you woke up, yeah, you're scared, you're worried, you're stressed. You dang well know Heavy D is going to be out there fighting for you on, on, on behalf of you know this coronavirus stuff. If you woke up today in California, there's nothing. There's nothing standing between Joe Biden and whatever his next whim is and you. Nothing. Oh, I take that back. Actually, there's a bunch standing between him and you, a bunch of things that'll take whatever he's doing and make sure it's moving even faster by the time it hits you. When I tell you to move, I don't say that lightly. I understand the impact that has on so many people's lives. I get it. I get it. The reason I'm saying that to you, though, is forward from here, it gets worse, not better. Worse, I want you protected. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about the differences in the different areas, and then we'll get to your questions in just a second. But first, times are not getting more sane. These are crazy times. And there are crazy people out there and violent people out there. You need a Hero 2020 non-lethal weapon. And I don't say this to you as somebody who doesn't own one. Oh, I own one. And I love mine. Husband and wife driving home from work. Stopped at a light. Gets swarmed by an angry mob. Mob manages to get the door open. Start dragging the husband from the car. He manages to get his hands on his Hero 2020 non-lethal weapon. Pop, pop, shoots his attacker twice in the chest. Unleashes a brutally powerful chemical. They back off. Husband and wife alive to this day. Go to Hero2020.com and use the code KELLY. It'll get you a special discount. Hero2020.com, code KELLY. State law restrictions may apply. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Man, I almost didn't want you to turn off Stone Temple Pilots there, Chris. Turn that back up. Can you turn it back up? Can we play that for a second? Are we allowed? Are we going to get in trouble? It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Chris, I didn't say one second. What good did that do me? Did that do me any good? You know what? Never mind. Just leave it off. Just leave it off. I'll play it myself later. All right. I was talking about moving and how I, I... I don't see it getting better federally. And I want you to have some level of protection. And the only level of protection you have, the only thing you have left in this country, and this isn't just about COVID stuff, about anything, the only thing standing between you and these monsters is some of the states. Some of the states. I don't tell you to move as any kind of an insult To where you live. You know I've lived everywhere. I've lived everywhere. I say it to you because I want you to be protected. Protected. Look. You know I love the state of Alabama. is a great example here. I love the state of Alabama. Birmingham. Maybe the most underrated city in the United States of America. 
Someone who lives in California, though, they probably don't want to move to Alabama. Why? Because the weather is so much better in California. California weather is part of the reason it's paradise. It's perfect. It's like 72 degrees all year. Now, I enjoy Alabama weather because I don't mind the heat and I don't mind the rain and stuff like that. But you take somebody from San Diego where it's sunny and 72 every day and you move them to Alabama where it's 172 in July with 100% humidity, they're going to say, Jesse, I don't want to make that move. And I get that. I totally get that. However, if Joe Biden comes out tomorrow and say, look, look, I'm totally making this up. He, he probably, he's probably not going to do this. If Joe Biden comes out tomorrow and says, I am sending the FBI to everybody's door to confiscate their firearms. Who's going to stop him in California? Who's going to stop them in California? Cops there will be driving them to your front door. In Alabama, I don't think they'd be allowed off the plane. FBI'd find themselves in handcuffs real quick. That's not pro-Alabama anti-California. That's not the argument I'm making. I'm making the argument and that I want you to be as protected as you can. Uh, Tucker Carlson and I were texting pretty late last night back and forth about things and about, about the state of things out there. And I'm, I'm not going to share any details of it. I didn't talk to him about it beforehand, but I'll just tell you. He's with me on just, just how scary it is right now. That's Tucker Carlson. That's not just me. That's Tucker Carlson, too. It's scary out there. Listen, let me, let me give you an example because this is what I got today. I got somebody, and I've had these emails before, and I, I, I got someone who wrote into the show, and he said, Hey, Jesse, I have my parents close to me, and I'm close with my parents. We're a close family. They live close to me. I want to move. I, I'm done with my blue area. I'm not going to give out his state. He didn't tell me I could. I'm done with my blue area. We want to move to, I forget where he told me. I think it was Tennessee, but we want to move to a red area. My parents won't come. What should I do? And hear me, hear me out. Last year, forget about this year, last year. Do you remember how crazy the COVID stuff was last year? I mean, it's still nuts, though. Do you remember how just bat-ass insane it was last year? For seemingly everywhere, right? With the masks and the schools and the Zoom calls. And the, it was just nuts, though. The streets were empty. It was like we remember it was, it's like we were in a zombie movie or something. Chris, you remember that? Chris and I, we'd drive to work. There's no one on the highways. I know it was kind of nice. I quit. But you know what it was like in my specific area? I live just in the burbs of Houston. You know what it was like in my specific area? Well, in July of 2020, not 2021, July of 2020, we were having gigantic neighborhood parties and barbecues. No mess. Crawfish, burgers, beer, horseshoes, cornhole, kids playing in the streets, squirt guns. When the day's done, adults retire to the back patio for a beer. Kids go inside when it gets dark, play some video games, watch a movie, all sitting around together. That was the weekends. This is last year. This is in the heat of all that. What was it like where you live? You know what mine did on Monday? 
Well, I'm talking about Mondays and last year. They got up in the morning. They picked up the lunches that they had packed themselves for school. And they went to school. They went to school without masks on, for the most part. They had a couple of different like field trip things they had to put them on and whatnot. We lived our lives last year. How was it where you live? And we lived our lives last year in a better way than so many other places, not because we are superior people. I mean, I'm superior, Chris. That's fine. <laughs> but in all seriousness, not because we're superior people or any other reason. The only reason we were able to live like normal human beings last year and you weren't is we were in an area where we had some form of government protection. You'd never fly passing some of those mandates down in the city where I live. My goodness, they would be marching out in front of the city council's house in the middle of the night, and everyone knows where the city council lives, too. They'd never even dream about doing that. When I tell you to move, when I tell you to move, I'm not saying it because I want to fill up the state of Texas and Florida and whatnot with, 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 with people from out of state. I mean, I don't care. I bless anyone to it. I'm not from here. I moved here on purpose, too. It's not mine. It doesn't belong to me. I'm saying that to you because nationally, we have some very, very, very dark times ahead of us. We do. I'm not bring, trying to bring you down. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We're going to get to your questions and stuff here in a second. We have some dark times coming nationally. In these dark times, you will need people. You will need things around you to help protect you. You will. And you will need some form of government with the juice to stand up against all the cultural hordes who are coming for your way of life. Unless you're with me, or not with me, obviously, but unless you're in one of these areas, you have nothing. And there's going to be nothing those of us in these areas can do for you in those times. What do you want me to do? Jesse, what do I do? I'm in, I'm in uh, California, and they just passed a mandate that my kindergartner has to wear 12 masks and rubber gloves. Man, I feel for you. More than anything else, I feel for your kiddo. I, I get it. I know what it's like. What can I do for you? Nothing. I can't do anything. There's no, there's no help on the way. The help is somewhere else. The only protection you have is somewhere else. When I tell you to move, I don't think it's a small thing. I know it's a big thing. I get it. I know. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. One more thing on this. We'll get to my Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I'll get to your questions in just one second, but one more thing on this. One more thing. I brought up, you know, people saying, hey, but my mom and dad are here and we're super close. I know I'm a cold-hearted jerk. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. I'm a sociopath. I, I'm a jerk. I can't, I can't do anything about that. It's who I am. But I do understand the importance of family. 
and I and I don't dismiss even even though I don't have any family that lives around me, but I I don't dismiss how important family is. And you know, having it would be nice to have grandma and grandpa up the road, you know, so they so they could come to uh, you know kids practices and stuff like that. It would be cool. Ah, oh, kid has a t-ball game this weekend. Grandpa will be there. I don't dismiss the importance of that. However, in the times we have coming, if I want to go. And you know, you know how the older you get, the more you put down roots, and your folks don't want to. I get this a lot. Ah, I'm not going. We'll be in here forever. Jesse, my parents don't want to go. Okay. See you at Christmas time. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want that to come across as cold-hearted. But listen, this is that witch doctor who's on CNN all the time. Understand. These people are not playing with you, and these people are not at a place where they feel like they need to back off. Listen to this person. We need to start looking at the choice to remain unvaccinated the same as we look at driving while intoxicated. That you have the option to not get vaccinated if you want, but then you can't go out in public. Because when you go out in public, you have the potential of infecting other people with a potentially deadly disease. Just like you can choose to drink in private if you want. But if you get behind the wheel of a car and can endanger other people, there is an obligation by society to prevent you from doing that. So I, I think the what President Biden did today is exactly right to say that the vaccinated should not have to pay the price for the so-called choices of the unvaccinated anymore. That person, that person is not going to back off next week, next month, next year. I mean, this, this is another one from that same person. This is another one. I absolutely think we should have that requirement. I think it was a major oversight on the part of the Biden administration to not issue this yesterday. And we have to talk about the reason. The reason isn't so much that we need to keep our our train travel and plane travel even safer. They are pretty safe. I think we really need to make it clear that there are privileges associated with being an American, that if you wish to have these privileges, you need to get vaccinated. Travel and having the right to travel in our state, it's not a constitutional right, as far as I'm, as far as I know, to um, to to uh, to board a plane. And so, ha- saying that if you want to stay unvaccinated, that's your choice. But if you want to travel, you better go get that vaccine. That person, that person's not going to back off. When I tell you to move, I'm telling you to get to a place that has enough juice. To protect you from that monster. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If mom and dad have been there for 80 years and they don't want to come, that's fine. They're still your folks. You should honor them. Bless them. Go see them at Christmas if you're allowed in the state. Maybe they'll have to come see you. But I'm not going to live my life and I'm not going to make my kids live their lives completely unprotected in some blue hellhole because mom and dad want us close by. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Chris, am I out of line? See, it's easy for me to say I don't have family here. Chris has all kinds of family down here. Is that out of line? Did I say something offensive? Well, probably. Chris just said he'd do the same thing. All right, let's get to your question. 
Minigun Kelly. There was there was a question about this yesterday. For those who missed it, yes, there's a, there's a new nickname. I know this is very exciting. What, Chris? There's a new nickname on the Jesse Kelly Show on top of me being the Oracle and the Shogun and Sombrero Jesse and uh, Jay Steel Kelly and Jay Steel Kelly the Third and the Menu Whisperer and there are probably some others. We we talked about some crazy lady the other day, and her last name was Many Guns, Many Guns, but it was Many. I, I have an accent that kind of, it's kind of from everywhere, because I've lived everywhere. M-A-N-Y, okay, Many Guns, not Mini Guns. This guy called me Mini Gun Kelly, but actually now that I read it, I think we're going to go with this one too. So this, don't, don't shake your head, Chris. This one's going to be Mini Guns. Minigun and many guns, both of them are now applicable. Moving on. Non-political question. Who is Michael? It's funny you should bring that up because he just walked in. He said, did you need another imaginary friend? You know what? That's not very nice. So many people accuse Chris of being imaginary. Who is Michael? Well, um, this is who Michael is. As you know, the show, surprisingly enough... Got it. It's gotten fairly popular. It's gotten what you might call to be a fairly significant size now. Chris, and me, it was a two-man shop there for a long time. I mean, it was at one point. Remember, just a seven to eight o'clock at night show in Houston, and then boom! All this success happened all at once, and now it's everywhere. We needed help. I mean, we need. We need. I know Chris needs a lot more help than I do, but we needed help. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. We needed genuine help, so we had to go out there mining for somebody who could help us. He helps me on the TV side because uh, I have a TV show every night on the first TV. Helps out a bunch on the radio side, and, and we needed someone with some actual skills. I think he actually speaks. Don't you speak like multiple languages or something? Oh, gosh, never mind. He said he speaks French. I said multiple languages, not that trash. Anyway, he knows all the, he has like all these skills and things like that. And we need help. We needed help. That's who Michael is. Now, he's 13 years old. So we're dealing, we're overcoming that. And also, he says he's 23. But that's who Michael is. So we have a new guy in the house. And when he's not doing all kinds of TV production and radio production stuff, He's doing critical things like he did for us last night when he made a huge beer run during the show because Chris and I couldn't go. Moving on. I also need this lift for Friday with the Frito Bandito song. Chris, we have, a, for, for those who don't know before I play this song, this has been a longtime staple here on the Jesse Kelly Show. This is an actual Frito commercial from the 1970s, if you want to know how much times have changed, one of our listeners a long time ago dug up this song. We have since acted like we came up with it ourselves, but it's become a regular staple on the show. As soon as I play this, you're going to hate me even more than you do now because this song will be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. You're welcome to email and cuss me out, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, but sit back and enjoy. Ay, 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 I am the Frito Bandido, hey, I like Fritos corn chips, I love them, I do, I want Fritos corn chips, I'll get them from you, ay, 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 
Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, munch, munch. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it beautiful? Let the emails rain down now, Chris. <laughs> so that's the Frito Bandito song he was talking about. He's moving on here. I've been told I'm most likely to get let go from my current job since I won't be getting or since I won't be taking the vax. Leaving this blue state and finally headed home to Kansas. No job there yet, but I should have done this last year. This whole situation stinks and even worse when you have a family to support. Keep up the good fight. I I have changed careers a bunch in my life. And I have also been out of work with a family before in my life. As you know, I've only been doing this a few years. I've bounced around a little bit. So I know what you're going through. I understand a bunch of you are going through this right now. I'm going to talk to you direct in just a second. But first, you need real gold. And I don't just mean real gold, uh, a stock or something. I mean physical gold you can hold in your hand. Oxford Gold Group will deliver gold to your front door. To your front door. And they have the reputation they have for a reason. They have been doing this and treating people right for a long time. I send my own family members to Oxford Gold. I send friends to Oxford Gold. Give them a call. You'll be surprised at how easy it is. 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Make sure you tell them Jesse told you to call. 833-995-GOLD. These are crazy times right now. Get some gold in your hands. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. No phone calls today. Phone calls are suspended on Fridays. But you can email the show during the show. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them all out for me. I read everyone. I'm not going to email you back. We get way too many, and I'm a rude person anyway. Before I forget. If you miss any part of the show, it's all podcasted on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating, leave a review talking about how handsome I am. The guy wrote us an email and about to lose his job because of the vaccine. He's not going to take it. He's going to lose his job. He's going to move to Kansas. There was a time in my life. Well, I'll tell you, look, I'll lay it out for you. I had... Just got done running for Congress twice in Arizona and losing twice. Not to brag and losing twice. I wanted to stay what I thought was in the fight, right? So I get an offer to come back and be the director of development for some political group in D.C. That's a really fancy way of saying, come raise us money. Now, as much as I hate asking people for money, it's why it's one of the many reasons I won't ever run for office again. I was really good at it. I ended up raising a bunch of money. I was good at it. I happened to be good at it. Probably helped with RV sales later on. I don't know. Hey, buy this. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have any idea why I would be good at it, but I was good at it. So pack up the family, 
move back to Washington, D.C. And I've told this before, but I, I haven't grown up with a bunch of great incomes right, in my lifetime. It's been a bunch of minimum wage jobs and construction, and I realize construction money is good money and whatnot, but I was offered $75,000 a year to move back to D.C. with my family and raise them money. Now, I personally thought that was jaw-dropping money, jaw-dropping money. And frankly, to this day, you say $75,000 a year, I say to myself, wow, but boy, did I get a real introduction into the cost of living and why it is so important. We are, we do, we are not uh, expensive people. I would say that the, probably the thing we spend most on that we could do without is probably eating out. But we just don't have expensive vices as a family. Not because we're good people. You know, I'm a bad person. We don't. We don't have fancy. Uh, there's no uh, fancy this or fancy that. There's no boats and second homes and jet skis and there's just none of that stuff. It's we don't have it. Just because I'm not into it. So I say that to you. We're not expensive people. We went back to Washington D.C. Wife, two kids, making seventy-five thousand dollars a year, and we were barely making ends meet. And I mean. Barely keeping our heads above water. That's how expensive it is to live there. It's that bad. It was that expensive. And we got back to D.C. And everyone is so stinking rude there. And I'm huge on, I'm a bad person too, but I'm huge on manners, especially for my kids. Look people in the eye. Yes, sir. No, sir. Open up doors for women and old people. That kind of, I'm big on that. No one does any of that there. Everyone hates everyone else. Everyone's rude as can be. And it, I lasted about a year, and I had my fill of it. We were decided we were going to move to Red America. So I quit my job. I know, a bit of a drastic step. Quit my job without another job and threw the family in. Uh, we, had, we had a minivan. I'm not going to be judged. I still don't have the minivan. It was all we could afford to get the kids around in. Anyway, we had it through the family in our minivan. <laughs> And drove across Red America looking for work. We wanted to live in a place that shared our values. Drove through Tennessee and the Carolinas, which is all all those wonderful states in Georgia and whatnot. Ended up moving to Texas. But we moved to Texas with no job either. So fast forward a little bit. I have done what this guy's about to do, what many of you are. Give up his career. And when I say looking for work, I don't mean looking for something specific, looking for anything, because I didn't have a career. I didn't have something I was great at. I was in Texas now with a wife and two kids and no job and no real idea of what I wanted to do or no real idea of what I even could do. I just needed money. I, I hate to make it sound too base, but that's what I needed. I needed money. I've been there. I know that feeling in the pit of your stomach when you have to provide for a family and you're out of work. I know the feeling of apprehension when you're packing up and moving to a different place and you got no job and life is scary. I'm telling you right now, I get it. That's all I'm trying to get across to you is that I get it. I understand what you're going through. But hear me out here. If you're a decent human being, if you're if you're somebody who shows up early, doesn't leave or shows up early, leaves when he's supposed to leave and not early. You don't gossip in the office. When you're given a task, 
You accomplish said task without returning to the boss. You don't return to the boss until the task is done. If I'm sounding emphatic about that, it's because it blows me away about people these days. It must be a parenting thing. Even my kids know this. Go get this. I don't want to see your face again until it's in your hands. I don't want to hear why it's hard. I don't want to hear there was a light bulb out. I don't want to hear it's too hot. I don't want to hear there were boxes in the way. When I say you go, I don't see you again till it's done. Don't return to me with an excuse on why it's difficult. Your job is to make my life easier. My job's not to make your life easier. That's the employer-employee relationship, right? But anyway, if you're one of these types of people, and I'm sure you are, you're going to find something. You're going to find something. And you may you may surprise yourself. You may surprise your family. This guy, this guy may write me an email a year from now. In fact, I bet he will. I bet you money he will. And everyone who's been writing me these emails, I bet you this guy writes me an email a year from now, and he's the happiest he's ever been in his life. I know moving's scary for people. I know. I know it is. Do it. If you can do it, do it. You won't regret it. Now, moving on. There there is an absolute oppression going on against a certain group of people in this country, and I, I will not stand for it anymore. You know, who, you know who's being oppressed in America? Men. You know who's doing the oppressing? I'll tell you in just a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday, and it is time for me to stand up for the most oppressed minority in America today. I will not stand for it any longer. Men have been under assault. And you know who's been putting us under assault in this country? Toilets. I have had enough. Chris and I were talking about it before the show. Somebody has to speak on behalf of men, and it's going to be me. Listen, we've bought quite a few houses because we, we move all over the place. So you got to sell the house, and it's such a pain in the rear end. But we would walk through these houses when you're looking for a new house, and the realtor's you know, showing you this and showing you that. And I would walk in a home, and I would immediately walk to the toilet. And if it was the round toilet, you know, the little round toilet, I would say, nope. And the wife would say, oh, my gosh, that's so ridiculous. And she'd look at the realtor and she'd say, I'm so sorry. He has a thing about the toilets. This one's not going to work. And I'd say, no, I'll be outside. No, Chris, and don't raise your hand and say swap out the toilets. I'm not Bob Vila. I want the house that was conscientious enough to put in the proper toilets. We're not going into this right now. We're not going into this right now. What is with these round toilets? What person came up with this idea and thought this was a good idea? And I'll tell you what's happening right now. The United States of America, as it listens to my voice, half of it, the women, they're looking around saying, oh, that's so stupid. What's he talking about? Who cares about round toilets? It's easy for you to say, woman. It's a little bit of a different situation downstairs for us. The round toilet is a significant deal when you're staring at a hole the size of a silver dollar and you have to manage to fit everything down in there. 
Why is it something that exists? Why does this exist? I mean, do they make, explain to me, do they make gloves where your hands don't fit? They make toilets, and it's a common thing. It's a common thing in this country. They make, they manufacture toilets. Somebody sits down and engineers and manufactures toilets where a man who, who's, I mean, any kind of a man at all, he can't sit down on the thing. I mean, look, it's obvious. Look, Mitt Romney could sit on it, but not the rest of us. Oh, quit. We can make jokes, Chris. It's fine. But you know what I mean? Why is this a thing? How did this become a thing? The toilet must be oval. I need, I, I'm not, it's a family show here. As you know, I'm always going to do a show you can listen to with your kids. You don't have to worry about that. But I need some room. I understand you ladies don't need any room. I, I get it. Uh, I need room. Chris needs room. The round toilet. What are we doing? What are we doing? All right. I just had to get that off my chest. Chris brought it up and I got upset. I got upset. Now, let's get back to some emails. Dr. Handsome. <laughs> I love these people. You bring the food guru. You being the food guru you are, what would you recommend be the first meat I smoke on the new smoker? Smoked meat in adult beverages. Is there anything better? He says, relax this weekend and lower your blood pressure. We need you in the fight. Let's hit this last part first. Lower your blood pressure. Sometimes I've got to get the wife to stop listening to the show. Sometimes... It's not It's not often. It's, Chris, is it often when I get really mad and yell? It's not often on the show, is it? Chris says maybe once a, once a show. I, I try not to do that because I know I know it stresses you out, and it's and frankly, it's not good for either of us, and I've never wanted to do the show where, where you're done listening after three hours and you're stressed out and miserable. You know, you enjoyed it, but, oh, that sucks. I'm twice as mad. I've never wanted to do that, right? So we try to laugh during the show. Sometimes, especially with this stuff lately, though, I get myself so worked up, and you can hear it behind the ear. I'm just furious. And then I'll get home, and you can tell the wife was listening to the show by how extra nice she is to you. She's, she's doing the thing. Hey, welcome home. I, um, I already warmed up dinner for you. I knew you were coming. Uh, went ahead and got you a beer, too. Like to eat, you can t- and it's, it's really nice. It's really sweet, but you can tell she's concerned. <laughs> are, you, are you feeling okay? And, and I always try to reassure, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm totally calmed down now. I used the time on the way home to calm down. It's totally fine. All right. The best, he, did rec- he asked for the recommendation on the first meat to smoke. Oh man, this is gonna catch me so kind of so much heat in the southern states, the southern states, because the southern states, again, I've lived everywhere, and southern states take their smoking real serious, real serious. We bought. <laughs> see, I'm about to get chewed out now. The email address is Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I wanted to start smoking meats too. Just because meat is just generally really, really good for you. Smoking meat is delicious. We got one of the wood pellet smokers. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. I'm not a chef. Okay, I don't know. I asked one of my neighbor buddies. He had one of those fancy uh, uh, egg things, the big green egg things. You know how much those things cost? He had he was he was uh, he was making some stuff on there one night. We were having a a big uh, pool party. 
all the kids, all the neighbors were over, and he's making all these meats and whatnot. And one, I asked him how much it was, and he told me, and I said, okay, I'll be going with a different option there. And two, he was doing all these things where he's adjusting the 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 little the little cover on top, and then he's adjusting something down below and adjusting. He's constantly opening and closing these things. And I'm asking him, I don't want to give out his name because I didn't ask him before this, and I'm asking him, uh, what what are you doing? Why are you always making these adjustments? Well, I got to work with it and make sure the temperature is what I want it to be. And I, Okay, I, I'm out. I, I'm not sailing a ship across the ocean. I don't want to be opening flaps and closing flaps. I, I want to put it on there and have it come out right. The wood pellet smoker, all these, all these serious barbecue guys, are, I'm going to catch so much heat for this. The wood pellet smoker allows me to just pick a temperature and it stays there. It's not like an oven, Chris. It's still smoking. Okay, it still counts as smoking. So I have a wood pellet smoker. If I had to smoke one thing, and I love I love smoked foods. Love smoked foods. My favorite smoked thing in the world is wings. I love smoked chicken. And I know that's sacrilege because of all the pork out there that's smoked. Chris, you people can't eat pork, right? <laughs> oh, let's just dwell. let's because Chris's people can't eat it. Let's pause for a moment and talk about how great pork is. Oh, it's so good. All right, quit. But I know all the pork and beef. I love beef ribs. Beef ribs are so good. Smoked beef ribs are so good. That might actually be a good way to go. And I know all those things are good. I'm not. I'm not putting any of them down. I'm a smoked chicken freak, especially smoked chicken wings. And if you get somebody who had, oh, Chris, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. If you get somebody who knows how to make a good wing sauce, which I'm not, I'm not good at this. So I get uh, Frank's Red Hot. I get Frank's Red Hot, and I take a stick of butter and I pour the Frank's Red Hot over a stick of butter, and I melt it all in one gigantic saucepan. Don't don't make that face, Chris. I melt it all in one big saucepan, and that's my that's my wing sauce. So I'm sure you have a good homemade one way better than that. I'm not, I'm not pushing that on you. This is not like my burgers, which are the greatest on earth. I'm a very average cook. But you get smoked wings with a good wing sauce on it. Oh, gosh. There's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. And... We might as well get this out of the way since Chris brought it up. It is well established here on the Jesse Kelly show. Sides. Sides are important. Don't don't you dare slough off your sides. Sides are critical. Oftentimes, the sides make the meal. And yet time after time after time, I watch the United States of America as a whole screw up the sides time and again. You know why? Because you're a slave to tradition. You're a slave to tradition. And you need to break free of that. What's the side you get with your wings? Restaurant or at home? What's the side you get all the time? Everyone gets it. Either you get uh, celery and carrots or you get fries. No, 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 no. There's a vastly superior wing side. I'll tell you what it is in just a second. But first, get some gold. Get gold delivered to your front door. It, you see these inflation numbers? They're using they're using numbers like eight eight percent now, eight percent, and they're saying it's going to get worse. And the government actually hasn't even begun its insane spending spree under Biden. They're still looking at these huge bills. 
buy some gold from Oxford Gold Group. Make sure you have something with tangible value in your hands. And Oxford Gold Group, one, they make it easy. And two, when they're done making it easy on the phone, the gold gets delivered to your front door. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Get gold delivered to your front door with Oxford Gold Group. 833-995-GOLD. For gold, you can hold. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll close. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, I know we're rolling, okay? I can sit back and treasure vanilla ice for a couple extra seconds. Don't don't, don't shake your head. I'm sorry he's the greatest rapper ever. <laughs> All right. We were talking about some really serious stuff going into the break. In case you missed it, we were talking about chicken wings and smoking and things like that. Smoking chicken, wing, chicken wings, not smoking anything else. Actually, no, we're not going to talk about that tonight. But the, the, the greatest side for chicken wings, it's not fries. It's not carrots and celery. It's not anything else you've been getting with your chicken wings. The greatest side ever for chicken wings is garlic bread. Garlic bread. Garlic bread is perfect for it. You take all that blue cheese dressing or ranch. Either one's fine. Shut up, Chris. Blue cheese dressing or ranch that's on your plate. By the time you're done with your wings, and while you're eating your wings, that dressing's going to get mixed in with all that buffalo sauce in there. There's no better way to sop all that stuff up than take a great piece of garlic bread and just sop up that huge, goopy mixture. Shovel it into your mouth and enjoy. Called the Kamala. Moving on. Jesse, what do you do to unwind? Says I can use her name. Her name is Nancy. Well, Nancy, not much. Uh, This is going to make me sound like the oldest human being on the face of the planet. When I want to unwind, if you you really want me to unwind, I'm off work. Let's say the wife and kids have uh, taken off. They're out out seeing a movie or something like that. House to myself. It's just me. I'm not going golfing. I mean, I have nothing against golfing. I golf, but I'm not going golfing. I'm not fishing. I love fishing too. I just, I'm not going uh, scuba diving. I love that. Not even going shooting. I mean, I shoot. I shoot because I enjoy it. But I shoot more than anything else to make sure I'm ready. My perfect relax, my unwind, I'll be honest with you. I pour a glass of bourbon and I sit down. And I watch documentaries. I know. I'm not, it's not nerdy, Chris. It is nerdy. I know. I wish, and I wish it was something so much cooler and different. Like I I really wish I, I was a, a wood sculpting or something like that. Or or or, or doing so, I'm I'm out spear fishing sharks. There's, I wish it was something like that. I, I can't change who I am. When I want to unwind. I will dig through for a documentary of some kind. I'm currently actually looking for one on the Bosnian War. I don't know a ton about the conflict, and it was horrible. I mean, I know the basics, and it was horrible. So um, that's what I do. I sit down, and I watch documentaries. And if, uh, if I hear the wife and kids get home, full disclosure, 
sometimes, sometimes I'll actually turn off the television as they're walking in the door and they know why. They'll come storming in. They'll go, you were watching documentaries again, weren't you, you nerd? <laughs> Not good people. I don't, I don't even live with good people. And you know what? You aren't good people either. Everybody just makes fun of me. Moving on. Hi, Jesse. I agree with your assertion that most conservative women are dimes. They also seem to be happier and more pleasant. Qu- quite a contrast to the dumpy sourpusses th- uh, the left has. I have my suspicion about why this is, but I would love to hear yours. Says I can say his name. His name is Lewis. Conservative women, women on the right for the most part, are dimes. They are. And there aren't many dimes on the left. There just aren't. And there is a very specific reason for this. There is, bitterness is is a thing, it's hard to put your finger on it, but Bitterness eats away at you physically, not just mentally and emotionally. Bitterness eats away at you physically like a parasite. And one thing all these communists have in common, every single one of them, is they're miserable. They're miserable and they feel slighted by something or someone or society. You ever known somebody like this? Maybe it's someone in your personal life. Maybe it's uh, uh, one of your boys got divorced or one of your girlfriends got divorced and maybe got the shaft in the whole thing or, or it's something along or got fired and the employer did him wrong. You ever know somebody who's hanging on to bitterness? Not someone who got mad about something. That's everybody, but hanging on to it. Years later, they're still hanging on to it. Have you ever noticed how it physically changes them? Every single one of these communists on the left, men and women, we're talking about the women right now, they're just angry. They're angry. They've been slighted by this and slighted by that and slighted by society and men are evil. And if you do that over time, that will age you worse than a pack of Marlboro Reds a day. And you could say, I'm crazy, but I am not. It manifests itself physically, physically. Even AOC, kind of a dime, right? What are we calling AOC, Chris, in Iowa 7? Is that fair? Yeah, higher? Yeah, I mean, AOC's kind of a dime. How old is AOC? Look that up for me. I think she's in her 30s. She's 35? 35? 35-ish? 31? Okay, AOC's 31. Kind of a dime. I know, look, the chances all have been kicked off the air by this point are pretty strong. Mark this showdown. Mark this We'll check back in and see what AOC looks like when she's 41. She's going to look 61. Whereas women on the right, women on the right aren't full of bitterness. I, I've, t- I've told this to parents before, not that I'm any kind of a parenting expert, but I, you want to make sure your kid is never going to turn out to be a commie. You want to make sure your kid will never turn out to be a leftist. You actually don't have to teach them history and politics and read them this book and play them the Jesse Kelly show and all that. You don't, you don't have to do that. You want to make sure your kids will never turn out to be a leftist. Make sure your kids are grateful. Something we've started to do in our house. And I really, really believe in this. We've always been trying to pound this kind of thing into their heads. And now we do it every day. We will ask them every day. Tell me something you're grateful for. And it could be something big or small. I'm grateful for mom. I'm grateful for air conditioning. I'm grateful for the garlic bread we just had with our chicken wings. I'm great. I don't care what it is. Tell me something you're grateful for. You cannot possibly be a grateful human being 
who feels blessed and you're happy about the world around you, you can't possibly be grateful and be a communist. Why do leftists, even when they start out hot, turn into ugly hags? Bitterness sucks the life out of you. It sucks the life out of you. Dimes on the right? I mean, these women who email into the show, obviously I can't see them, but but you see them all over TV and radio. How many women, how many female guests do I have on this show that are just jaw droppers? Chris, I mean, how many dimes do we have? More than we can count. Stunning. They look like models. Yeah, they're uh, married, kids, uh, most of them go to church on Sunday, uh, have a small town, very content with themselves, their role in the world, very appreciative of things. That manifests itself physically, too. That makes you more beautiful, and you stay beautiful over time. Look, ladies and dudes, avoid bitterness at all costs. At all costs. One day you wake up when you're 35 and you look like George Soros. All right. We have more of your emails. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And look, we're going to get back. We're going to get back to your questions here in just a second because the guy has a great question about uh, black people and the vaccination rates and and uh, coming conflict or potential coming conflict. But I want to play this again. I want to play this doctor, Liana Wen from CNN. This woman. This woman is voicing how they all think. Remember this, all these mandates and craziness and lockdowns and stuff. This is not the final form. This is the beginning. This is them getting their dirty commie feet in the door. She speaks for how these people think. We need to start looking at the choice to remain unvaccinated the same as we look at driving while intoxicated. That you have the option to not get vaccinated if you want, but then you can't go out in public. Because when you go out in public, you have the potential of infecting other people with a potentially deadly disease. Just like you can choose to drink in private if you want. But if you get behind the wheel of a car and can endanger other people, there is an obligation by society to prevent you from doing that. So I, I think the what President Biden did today is exactly right to say that the vaccinated should not have to pay the price for the so-called choices of the unvaccinated anymore. They all think like that. All these communists think like that. All of them do. And I'm, I'm not going to bring you down. It's a Friday. I just, I, we'd have to have a serious talk here again. There's no end to this on their, on, on, they're not ever going to pick an end date or an end time. It doesn't exist. There is no amount of control or destruction that will cause these people to look in the mirror and say, okay, I've probably done enough, right? That benchmark doesn't exist. These people will never stop, ever. They will never stop. They will never slow down until they are stopped. That The communist has never stopped on his own accord, ever. The communist only stops when it's too painful to continue, period. That is why I, we have this talk all the time about uh, libertarians and libertarianism and whatnot. As you know, I'm as small government as it comes. I mean, Chris is a libertarian. 
Libertarianism is wonderful. It's wonderful. In my opinion, the best of the ideologies. Government should be very, very small and people should be free. Libertarianism is 100% not equipped to take on communism. They're not equipped for this time. They're not. And I wish they were because I love it. I'm not anti-libertarian. I love it. You cannot live and let live your way out of communism. There's no way to do it. You either choose to make the communist feel pain until he submits or he will never submit. He will never stop attacking you. He will never stop taking your liberty. He will never stop taking control over your life. He will never get to a point where he looks around and says, I've destroyed enough. That level of control, it doesn't exist for him. All they know is more and more and more and more until they are finally stopped. Let's get to this email. Dear Oracle, according to the CDC, less than 30% of black people were vaccinated. Do we exclude them from society? Any sane person would, of course, know. I have the feeling that enforcement will be very flexible when it comes to favored groups that vote communist. You see it anecdotally here in L.A. County. Anyone without a mask who is scolded in a store with ferocity is white. Minorities are by and large left alone. I once read a great piece saying the true left-right divide is between good white people and bad white people. You want to get a contra- you want to get controversial? Get controversial. He says I can use his name. His name is Matt. Well, there's obviously a lot of truth to some of this. Yes, there's a there's there's a major syndrome in this country, a huge syndrome on the left and the right. This isn't just the left of white guilt. And this exists because our culture pushes this endlessly, endlessly. You can't, you can't escape it. It's all throughout schools. It is all throughout entertainment. It, it's everywhere, pushed everywhere. It's the entire plank of the Democratic Party, and it's half the plank of the Republican Party. So people, even right-thinking people, people who vote Republican, people who, who think like you think, they feel like, they're guilty of something. And so people will avoid criticizing a black person because he's one, because he's black, but two, more than anything, it's not really about him because most people are selfish. They'll avoid criticizing a black person because they don't want to be accused of being racist. This is one of the huge weaknesses of the right, not race. One of the huge weaknesses of the right is they still care what people say about them. And I understand that's human nature. And as a sociopath who lacks a shame gene, I do not. It's part of the reason why I've, I've been able to be as effective as I've been at taking on the communists. What they say about me does not affect me at all. It's not humanly possible to offend me. There's nothing you could say to me that would offend me or make me you know, try to defend myself. I, I don't care. It, do, it just doesn't mean anything to me because I'm a sociopath. But the right can't get around this. When it comes to COVID enforcement... Well, you're 100% right. Why do you think Joe Biden passed a mandate for every private company in the country to uh, vaccinate their employees, which he's not allowed to do, but he, he passed a mandate to do it and then promptly exempted the USPS. He turned around and exempted the Postal Service immediately. Remember, Barack Obama did this too. Remember Barack Obama passed Obamacare all these mandates for this and mandates for that, and immediately, immediately started handing out waivers to the unions who vote Democrat every single time. This is the difference between Democrats and Republicans. 
Democrats, they take power and they immediately began punishing their political enemies and rewarding their political friends. Republicans take power. They don't do anything. They don't do anything because they're scared to use power at all. Moving on. Handsome Oracle Jesse Many Guns Kelly, whose Indian name would be Exhales with Vigor. Chris, do I exhale with vigor? I'm, an, I'm a loud exhaler? Oh, I sigh. What's the, There's a lot to sigh about. Anyway, I hope you will address the pressing issue of our time and rank the best fast food sides. Here are your choices. I'll allow you to rank the best choice in each category. Fries, seasoned curly fries, onion rings, tater tots, fried okra. Uh, says I can say his name. His name is Heath. Um, people who aren't from the South are not going to know about fried okra. I never was introduced to fried okra, and still I started coming down south. Yes, Chris, I don't. I know you're unaware of this. There are 49 other states that aren't Texas. All right, there are other places out there. Uh, fried okra sucks anyway. All these people, all pipe down, Chris. It's so overrated. It's so completely overrated. Oh man, I'm going to get blasted for that. Fried okra sucks. So fried okra is clearly at the bottom of that list. Seasoned curlies are at the top. Onion rings, second. Tater tots, third. Regular fries, fourth. And then okra, one thousandths. And let me clarify something on regular fries for all you restaurants out there. If I wanted a baked potato, I would have ordered the baked potato. The fry needs to be thin. Take your garbage crinkle-cut fries, take them out back, and throw them in the trash, and then light the trash can on fire. Fries must be thin and a little bit crispy. I, I'll never if people who order wedges, potato wedges. What what is that idiocy? Potato wedges. Golly. All right. Somebody has a question about vaccines and vaccinations, and basically this person is alone at their work. Their co-workers have gone all in. Get, they're getting ready to get fired. They want some advice on what to do. I'm not sure I can help out here. But I think we all know I can probably help out here first, though. I just got a update yesterday from one of my cousins. We were just talking about something else. He's complaining about bills. Starts complaining to me about his wireless bill. He told me what he spends every month for his family, and my jaw dropped. Go get Pure Talk. You see, not only is Pure Talk a company that is, well, their CEO is a Vietnam veteran. Their customer service is right here in the U.S. Pure Talk, they save the average family over $800 a year. And you don't sacrifice coverage because they're on the same exact network as the big guys. So if you have Verizon or AT&T or or T-Mobile and you're tired of getting taken to the cleaners every month, there's a better option for you. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Pure Talk. Jesse Kelly returns. Next. It is the J 
Jesse Kelly show on a, on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. No phone calls today. Don't bother. We've shut the phone lines down. Calls are suspended. You can still email during the show. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Did you hear that? Did you hear this on CNN? These people, I'm telling you what, man, the, 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 the cheering on of tyranny now, it has gotten weapons grade creepy. It's unfortunate that we have so many governors that are using vaccinations and mask requirements as a political uh, game. But our purpose is to save lives and we will do anything and everything under our control to make sure that we protect our citizens, especially those children who cannot get a vaccination yet. And so we have to do everything we can to make sure adults do it. And those governors that stand in the way, I think it was very clear from the president's tone today that uh, he will run over them. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> run over them? In what world do these people live? Dear Oracle and hater of the who, that's not fair. That's not fair. For the most part, the who sucks, but uh, Squeezebox is a good song. Chris, will you dial up Squeezebox for me? What, Chris? Behind Blue Eyes is okay. Let's not act like I mean, people act like the Who was on par with bands like uh, CCR, Creedence Clearwater Revival. The Who isn't, they're not even playing the same sport as CCR or uh, Skinner or Zeppelin or the Beach Boys. Don't laugh, Chris. There's nothing wrong with the Beach Boys. Michael, Beach Boys. See, Michael's on board. Chris, play me some squeeze box. We need some squeeze box. This is, you know what? Just play squeeze box behind this question because it, it puts me in a good mood. Give me some squeeze box. Moving on here. Dear Oracle and hater of the Who, I'm vaccinated, but I don't, but I don't, uh, I don't preach to others about what they should do, and I'm outraged by vaccine mandates. What can I do to support any co-workers I, I have who don't want the vaccine if my employer follows Biden's New World Order? My employer already knows I'm vaccinated. Otherwise, I'd be very tempted to pretend I'm not and see what happens. Normally, I wouldn't care if you say my name, but it's probably for the best if you don't this time. <clears throat> Look, the truth of the matter is this. The majority, not a huge majority, but over 50% of American adults are now vaccinated. This is not about being vaccinated or unvaccinated. This is about treating the unvaccinated like they're the, the scourge of society and like they're some lower class citizens who are out there killing people instead of just people who've made a different decision about their health. I would argue this. If you are listening to my voice right now, and you're vaccinated, your support for the rights of the unvaccinated is the most important thing out there right now. The most important thing. So if you're if your fellow employees or, or if your fellow people at work, if your coworkers, if they're out there, they're getting ready to get fired. And they start trying to organize and put together a, a, a legal fund or, or they're getting ready to have a protest at work or something like that. They need you there. Historically, the reason so many of these minorities in society have been so thoroughly crushed is because there weren't enough of the people in the majority who stood up for them on their behalf. Your support 
is the most important thing. This is not about getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated. I don't care what you do. That's your business. Get vaccinated or don't. Just don't let anybody bully you into it. Just don't let anybody bully you into it. Dear great Shogun Oracle, I've been hearing a lot from pundits and very popular right-wing politicians that have the stance that they are against Biden's new mandates, but also feel the need to preface that they are pro-vaccine, yada, yada, yada. Why do they feel the need to cave to the premise of the left? And do you think they are aware of the communist threat that is in front of them? Thank you. He says I can say his name. His name is Brian. And Brian, this is my biggest frustration out there right now. It drives me absolutely up the wall. The right does this on every single issue. They undoubtedly are doing it on vaccination, and it drives me crazy. This is what you'll hear. You'll hear some version of this from 90% of the pundits and politicians on the right. Look, I'm I'm vaccinated, and I'm very pro-vaccine, but I'm just not comfortable with these mandates and blah, 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 blah. There's some version of that from all of them. I'm fully vaccinated. I'm a fully vaccinated person, but I don't like the mandates, and I'm not comfortable with Why do you have to qualify it? You know why they have to qualify it? I'm going to tell you why. Here's the reality of it. I, uh, my background, as you know, is a bit different. Not Certainly not superior to anyone else's. In fact, you might argue a little inferior to most people's. But my background, background is different than most people in my industry who do what I do. But people who talk on the radio or media or politicians, these people. Most of the people who do that for a living. You know, I, I'm a writer for this, or I'm a, I'm a radio host here, or I'm a TV host there. Most of the people who do those things, they're what? They're what? Nerds. Lifelong nerds. And not that being a nerd is a bad thing, but that's what they are. It was straight A's in school, and then it was right off to a really good college, and then from there it was this. It, it, a nerd? A nerd is not a bad thing. But deep down, a nerd, he always wants approval. And people in general want approval, but the lifelong nerd always wants, always wants, he always wants that invite to sit at the cool kid's table in high school. Yeah, he's got straight A's and life is good and he went to college and he's got a little apartment somewhere and everything's fine and all that stuff's fine. But deep down, you know what the nerd really, really wants always? The nerd wants the captain of the cheerleading team to batter eyes at him. That's what the nerd wants. These are the people who lead us on the right, and it's why we're doomed. Yeah, they, they believe in what they're talking about, and they want to fight for liberty and the Constitution and freedom and all this stuff. But at the same time, I, I still want to be able to, can I sit with the cool kids? I want to be one of the, I want to be one of the acceptable Republicans. Can I be, can I, can you guys just, I'm not one of the crazy ones. I want you to know I'm not one of these extremists. I'm fully vaccinated, but can we stop with that? This is not about vaccinated or not. This is about the future of the country and freedom. Hang on, I'm not done. The Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. That's a little intense for Friday night. Chris, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I'm not ripping on the song. I just, good grief, man. 
Did you did you bring some Marlboros and some beer or something? It's been a little intense in here. One last the guy was the guy was asking why do all the pundits and I mean it's all of them, all the pundits and politicians on the right. Why do they feel the need to say I'm I'm fully vaccinated? I'm very pro vaccine, but I'm just they have to issue all these qualifiers. We have a bunch of dorks, the people who get into politics. They're a bunch of dorks. And at their heart, at their heart, even even the nerd from high school who went on to to you know go to Harvard and now he invented a, a, a brand new a, a brand new a skyscraper type or something and now he's a millionaire. Even that guy, deep down in his soul, he still just wants to be included. That's who we're led by. We're led by people. They don't actually like to be insulted. They try to avoid it at all costs. I love being insulted. It's the greatest part of my day. I've said it before, and I mean this. I really genuinely mean this. So take this to heart, because one day I'm going to die. We all are, but one day I'm going to die. And we all obviously remember when the great Rush Limbaugh died recently. And, oh, the communists were just terrible about it, celebrating and all these other things. And what you saw was people on the right saying, why are you guys monsters? Leave him alone. How are you so disrespectful? That's the greatest compliment you could ever pay to Rush Limbaugh was these dirtballs celebrating his death. When I die, they're going to be dancing in the streets when I die, too. And they're going to be online saying terrible things about it. And, oh, he's burning in hell. And it's a great day. And when that day comes, do me a favor. I don't ask for much, do I? Do me a favor when that day comes. Do not get mad. Don't get sad. Don't spend the day arguing with people online about it. You're not being nice. You're not. When you see people celebrating my death, Sit back and smile and comfort yourself with this. Say to yourself, this is everything Jesse ever wanted. I want them celebrating when I die. There could be no greater legacy for me to leave behind than the communist celebrating that I'm gone. It means I'll have done something. These people on our side, though, they want to be included. They all want to be included and involved and just not insulted very much. I mean, they believe it, but I don't want it to be uncomfortable. And that's what I've told you a million times. We have to get comfortable being uncomfortable now. You, you're going to have to get comfortable being a rule breaker. You're going to have to be comfortable being a rule breaker. Are you sure you're going to be able to do that? If you're not able to do that, You're going to probably be completely useless in the coming times. It's time for you to wrap your mind around that. Dear Dr. Jesse Big Guns Kelly, what do you think about dipping a Dorito chip in your favorite salsa and then before devouring it, dip it in cool, thick ranch? I actually don't know that I've ever gone salsa and ranch before. (sighs) I'm going to set this aside because I don't have experience here, but I am pretty what you'd call advanced when it comes to chips and dips. I actually prefer a good queso dip and salsa, and I mean a green salsa. We have all these great Mexican restaurants here in Texas because Mexican culture is such an ingrained part of Texas culture. 
And so you go out to, well, I'm sure I'm going to go out to one tonight. You go out to these Mexican restaurants and you eat all this food. Well, they serve queso and they serve green salsa. If you get a good queso and a good green salsa, I'll make sure I get my own because I don't like to share. And I'll take, I'll take some of the queso and get some queso on a chip and then take a quick dip of the green salsa with it. Or if I'm really feeling nuts, get this. I'll just pour some of the green salsa right into the queso and mix it up. Oh, gosh, now I'm starving. Guys, we need to get some queso in here. Stat! <laughs> All right, moving on. Friday question for Jesse. If COVID shots are free, why did my Medicare get charged for them? Inquiring mind wants to know. Yeah, nothing's free, pal. Jesse, I was a born rule breaker. As a Canadian, I've always felt more in line with red-blooded, rah-rah Americans. Since last summer, my wife and I have been making plans to move stateside so we could be in Florida around like-minded individuals during the craziness, despite having no family or friends down there. About a month ago, when Biden flouted the idea of interstate travel restrictions, we canceled our plans because we realized that things are getting so crazy so fast The best choice for us and our kids would be to stay close to family and friends that we trust so we can support each other. The coming instability will get bad. It's going to get dark, but our theme this coming winter is joyful resistance. You know, let's try to keep that in mind. I need to do it too. Always keep a smile on your face. Always keep a smile on your face. It's your only life you're going to have. Every day above ground is a good day. Dear great oracle, I was wondering if a Hydra and Griffin battled it out, who do you think would win? Chris, what's a Griffin? No, I know what a Hydra is, the multi-headed dragon thing. I know Hercules fought one, and one of them was spitting poison and stuff like that. I need to know what a Griffin is. A mix between an eagle and a lion? Oh, gosh, the Hydra is going to win that all day long. And and look, I'm not anti-Eagle Lion. I'm not anti-Eagle Lion, and I won't be painted that way. But that's a total Hydra. Dr. Jesse, I work at a pharmacy, and I'm the only one who's not vaxxed. One, I have worked the whole whole time during this pandemic. Two, been exposed several times. My question is, what could I do when they say you have to be vaxxed to continue to work here? I have listened to all your podcasts, and I don't have the numbers to quietly make a stand, as you have said. I am more than willing to be fired and have never been fired before. Please address or advise what a single person in the workplace can do. Yes, I can say. She says I can say her name. I don't know. Her name's Carrie. I'm going to leave out her last name. I don't need her getting fired because of me. Carrie, you're probably screwed. Look, if you're by yourself, if you're by yourself, You're probably screwed. But that doesn't mean you can't take a stand and make them fire you. Don't quit even when they say they're going to fire you. Make them fire you. Make them go all the way. And listen, there are going to be a million pharmacies out there for somebody looking for work, especially for conservative dimes. Everybody wants to get their pills from a dime, Chris. Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, do you think it's possible some kind of martial law will be imposed by Biden about vaccinations if the governor's pushed back? And if so, and if that should happen, do you think it could lead to a large-scale civil unrest? Well, I mean, Joe Biden got up there yesterday and he was 
pretty frank about where his mental state is. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And you remember what he said about getting rid of the governors, getting the governors out of the way? This was absolutely weapons-grade creepy. When he said, uh, the governor, hey, if you're not going to help out, get out of the way. I'll get you out of the way. I mean, um, what? So, no. Let, let me clarify, though. No, I don't think there's going to be widespread martial law. I don't. He's going to get governor pushback. The uh, AG of Texas, Ken Paxton, has already said, I'll see you in court. This is blatantly unconstitutional. A lot of this stuff, if not the whole thing, is going to get shot down. The problem is this. You see, even if it gets shot down, there's something people aren't considering. And I believe it will get shot down, but there's something people aren't considering. And I'll tell you what that is in just a second. But. I may or may not have some inside knowledge on this. I normally don't give this away. So hear me now. You know how my pillow has been having the sale of the year on the Giza Dream Sheets? Right now they're 50% off. 50% off. If you go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener specials and use the promo code Jesse. And you know how I tell you I don't know when it's going to end, but I know it's going to end. I'm not saying anything, but I'm just going to say this. Buy now. Buy these things now. I don't even mean wait until after the show. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and get Giza Dream Sheets for half off using the promo code JESSE. Limited time. Limited time. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, or call 800-845-0544 with the promo code JESSE. You might not want to wait on this one. Hang on. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and lest I forget... If you miss any part of the Jesse Kelly show, the entire thing is available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Back to the question. The guy was asking, you know, is there going to be martial law when the governors push back? No, 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 no. None of that stuff's going to happen. Some of the governors are going to push back. Again, this is why you move to a red state, so you have someone to push back on your behalf. But the governor's going to push back. This will probably get shot down. But what people are forgetting, what they're missing here is this. The major danger, one of the major dangers we face right now in this country, it's not necessarily the government. It's the government-corporate partnership because we've lost the corporate world. We've completely lost these people to the leftists. Corporations used to be patriotic. Not anymore. The government, even when Joe Biden's stuff gets shot down, This is the greatest excuse in the world for a lot of these companies to do what they've been wanting to do anyway and hand out this mandate to their employees. Even if Biden's stuff gets shot down, they'll be able to look back and go, hey, this was a recommendation from the president of the United States of America. That's why this is so damaging. Even if it gets shot down legally, it moves the ball forward in a way they want it moved forward. 
And I can't, I still can't believe we're, I still can't believe we're at a place in this country where the president of the United States of America feels comfortable speaking this way to us. It'll take a lot of hard work. It's going to take some time. Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated, even though the vaccine is safe, effective, and free. Frustrated? You're frustrated with us? We're being lectured by these people? Okay, well, I'm frustrated with you. Okay? Do you, this is what's so wild, and it's crazy this world we grew up in now. People genuinely think, they, they think they're raised this way now, and it's become the basic tenet of the Democratic Party. People are raised this way where they believe that their anger, their emotion, whatever their emotion may be, I'm offended, I'm mad, I'm sad, whatever it may be, people think it's an action item for other people. And this is, this is actually a big part of what I've talked about before, why I think the feminization of American society, of Western society, is damaging us so much. Because you know what this is? You know what this is? This is teenage girl syndrome. I'm mad. I'm not speaking to you. Okay. Don't threaten me with a good time. But they believe, you know, the teenage girl, she believes that's an action item for you of some kind. I'm not, I'm, I'm upset. All right. Uh, have a good one. I suggest you go have a Snickers or something. I don't care. Just go be upset quietly. I'm watching a documentary right now. But here in America, we've become so feminized, people think uh, we're very frustrated. All right. Well, I'm frustrated too. I just stubbed my toe. Does that create some kind of action for you? Your emotions do not create action items for other people. They handicap you. Moving on. Shogun the third. After seeing the way you handle callers, I'm going to play a drinking game using the morning show I listen to. One shot for every good morning, how are you? And two shots for fine, and you? (laughs) Wish me luck. I have no idea which morning show you're talking about here, but... It's so funny about the callers. People will remember. I realize we have a bunch of new listeners, so here's how this came about. When the show really, really, really went supernova national here a few months ago, I decided I wasn't going to have any callers. And I just it was just something I didn't want to do, at least in the beginning. I didn't want to do it. And people wanted to call in, wanted to call in, and I wanted callers, and here's why. I have to explain. Like, I'm not taking any callers tonight, and I'll, I'll just suspend phone calls for days on end. Phone calls do not make for good radio unless you handle them properly. And people, they're too nice to handle phone calls properly. Again, I don't have the burden of nice. I'm a jerk, so it allows me to handle the calls the right way. On the radio, here's what happens. Someone will call into a radio show, and this is I'm not singling anybody out. This is the norm. It's virtually every show. And the host will sit there. Okay, so the host is sitting there. It's me. I'm sitting here, not behind the microphone. And the caller calls in. Well, the caller wants to be polite. And the caller's excited. They're getting on the air. So everyone's listening. I realize it's a big moment for people. And the caller's getting to speak to somebody they like and maybe look up to or admire. So the caller's excited. And the caller will start out with, uh, Hi, Jesse. Uh, I, I just want to say how much I love the show. How, how are you doing tonight? Because it's human nature. You're going back to what you know as a caller. That's how you speak to people on the phone. 
you're nervous, so you're going to go back to that, and you feel the need to be polite to get that small talk out of the way. Well, the problem is the hosts, the hosts feel the same way the, because the hosts don't want to be rude to that individual caller. And the, so it's, oh, I'm good, Cindy. Cindy, thanks so much for the call. And then Cindy will respond with, I just want to say this, you have the best show and I love it. And the, that's, that's the point where the host will say, oh, Cindy, thank you so much. Do you know how much that means for me? How many times have you heard this conversation on the radio? So it's really nice for the host, and it's really nice for the one caller, but I can't do a show for one caller. We're on like 200 stations. The entire United States of America, coast to coast, is listening. I can't do a show for one caller. I'm murdering all the other callers, if I, or all the other listeners if I do that. I can't do that. So on the times where I do take calls, yeah, we don't allow small talk. There's no, hi, Jesse, I love you, Jesse, there no, how are you, and you're not going to get that from me. And I'm almost undoubtedly going to hang up on you. And this is the point where I'm supposed to say, if I was a polite person, don't take it personally. I don't care if you take it personally or not. I'm still going to hang up on you. It's not because I'm mad at you. It's because every single time I sit down here, every, every time I sit down here, I understand my job is to make your day a little better, period. I have 15, 20, 30 minutes with you. That's about the length of time somebody listens. I have 15, 20 minutes to make your day better. Am I supposed to ruin that part of the day so I can be polite to a caller? No, I'm just going to hang up the phone. Hey, we, had a, we had some guy last night go off on it. Well, we had a bunch of guys go, go off on tangents last night. And the second I thought it was getting boring, boop, gone. When you call and the line goes dead, it's not your cell coverage. I hung up on you. You can take it personally or not. It makes for a better show for everyone else. It's why it's a big part of why I don't do, they call them remotes. Oh, I'll visit other markets. I love visiting other markets and doing my radio show from other radio studios. But I promise you've heard this a million times in your life. The morning show. Hey, it's it's Bob and, and Matt Bill. We're out here at Larry's Auto Dealership this morning. Wow, there's cars driving by. Dude, hey, watch it, buddy. And how nice is that to listen to? The sound quality is abysmal. So, yeah, the, the 35 people who showed up for free donuts, they're enjoying watching Bob and Mad Bill do the morning show from the, from the used car lot. Meanwhile, 99.99% of the audience is miserable and can't wait for you to go back to the regular studio. That's why I don't do remotes. Never will. All right. Good luck, buddy, with your calls. Another mandate question. Border Patrol. Oh, this is interesting. Hang on. Oh, thank you, Chris. It's the Jesse Kelly Show. Thank you, Chris, for giving me Exhibit A on exactly what I was just talking about. Why Why am I hard on callers? Why don't I do radio remotes like out from a, a Bill's Bar somewhere? Well, it's really fun for the people who get to be there, but 99.9% of your audience sucks. Live music CDs. Why are they a thing? Live music is fun when you're at the concert. The sound quality of it is absolutely putrid. 
putrid on CD. That was Black Sabbath. Chris, play that same thing you were just playing, and then I want you to do me a favor. As soon as you're done with that, when you're done with that, play the normal studio version. Play that again. Gosh, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Now, do you have the normal version of that song? The normal version? Because bands do this all the time. They get bored or they, they're trying to make a little extra money. So we're going to put a new album out. It's all our same music, but it's live and it's trash. This is how that song's supposed to sound. Oh, gee. Little different? That's exactly why I don't do live remotes. That's why I don't do it. Back to your emails. Shouldn't there be a mandate that anyone go, that goes into contact with or, or, or Border Patrol must get vaccinated, children included? It's not about freedom or personal choice. It's about keeping yourself safe and others, correct? Why isn't every illegal getting the shot? You know why. Jen Psaki was actually asked about that today and didn't even answer the question. Peter Ducey with Fox News asked her about that today. Why isn't everyone getting the shot? Why isn't everyone getting the shot? Why aren't the illegals getting a shot? She wouldn't answer the question. Why wouldn't she answer the question? Because she can't answer the question. Cross the southern border into the country. Well, look, our objective is to get as many people vaccinated across the country as humanly possible. And so the president's announcement yesterday was an effort to empower businesses, to give businesses the tools to protect their workforces. That's exactly what we did. But certainly we want everybody to get vaccinated and more people are vaccinated, whether they are migrants or whether they are workers, protects more people in the United States. But it's a requirement for people at a business with more than 100 people, it is not a requirement for migrants at the southern border. Why? That's correct. Go ahead. That's correct. Go ahead. See, by the way, fellas, what have I been telling you about redheads? This is what. This is why. This is why you got to give them a wide berth. They suck you in with their redheaded hotness, and then she's giving you attitude like that on like hour one of the first date. But in all, in all seriousness. You know why? You know the you know why they're not forcing vaccinations on illegal immigrants? The same reason Joe Biden immediately hands out this horrible tyrannical mandate and then lets the US Postal Service out of it, right? Gives them a huge waiver. This isn't about coronavirus. They don't care about coronavirus. This isn't about stopping coronavirus. None of this is about coronavirus. This is all about power and money and control. That's why. It's not more complicated than that. Oracle. The states are the last line of defense as the federal government becomes completely communist. Yet as conservatives move to red states, get involved and fortify, it makes me think of the Chinese move to to Tibet, Hong Kong, or Taiwan. Their days are numbered just as red states' days are numbered. Communists are always 10 steps ahead of conservatives. The communists have already conducted a war game, Jade, Helm 15, and subsequent games, to deal with defeating enemy territory. I don't know what that Jade, Helm thing, I don't know what any of that is. I listen to your show regularly, so I'll be interested to, uh, to hear how you deal with this. Says you're the best. He's, of course, right about that. 
listen. When I say move to a state in four to five, you're, you, everything he just said is correct. Everything he just said is correct. However, I will point out this. Taiwan's still there. Taiwan's still there and still free. And you can argue that's that 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 that's going away shortly, and it probably is. But wasn't that worth the extra 50, 60, 70 years? Buying time is worth something. However, back to his point, because I don't want to be a chicken and avoid his point. They're coming eventually. The communists are 10 steps ahead. It's not that they're 10 steps ahead. They're always playing offense. They're out to get you, and you're not out to get them. You're out to be left alone, or if and, and, as we move along here, you're out to protect what you have. You're not going to get them until you go get them. But you can't even have that conversation. You can't even have that conversation. I mean, I don't want anything like this to happen in America. So let me let me make that point perfectly clear because I don't want anybody to get hurt. As I've said a thousand times, I just I've seen enough death and blood and stuff. I just don't want any of that. But I mean, communists have been defeated in the past. Uh, his name was Franco. He did it in Spain. And he had to break some eggs to get it done. Uh, communists have been defeated in the past. His name was Pinochet. And he did it in Chile. You don't want to do that, right? I don't want to do that. Let's not act like there's no way to do it, though. But there's not a passive way to do it. You really want to be left alone? I don't know what you want me to tell you. There's not a live and let live way out of this. That's why I've been telling you, get to the red states, get to the red areas, and become activists there. Purge them of the communists. Run them out of the school boards and the state houses. Run them out of the city councils. Run them out of the DA's office. Run them out of the sheriff's office. Make sure they flee the state in horror. You know what Texas just did with this abortion law was wonderful. Not just because I'm pro-life. Whether you're pro-life or not, it doesn't matter. We got Texans all over the place fleeing the state. These, these communists fleeing the state. Realtors in, in, in the Austin area, they're putting up their correspondence online about, uh, about talks they're having with people who are like, I've got to leave this state. I won't live in this state anymore. Get there and get aggressive. Pack your stuff. Dr. Jesse, do not use my name. If you choose to read this on air, or wait, I think he meant that to be one sentence. Let me try that again. Dr. Jesse, do not use my name if you choose to read this on air. See, Chris, no one's listening. No one caught that first part. I just started listening to your show about five months ago. I'm glad I found it. I'm just tired of this. This is the second time my job is on the line. I used to work at Houston Methodist and would not take the vaccine but was able to find a new job at UT Health, actually right across the street. But I feel like this is probably my last stand if Abbott folds. I'm just angry at this point. This is a tyrannical government we're living under, trying to prevent me from feeding my family and paying my mortgage as a punishment for not falling in line. Do you think Abbott will hold out or fold under pressure because I'm not sure he will hold the line? I actually think you might be okay. Hold up for a second. Hold up. Listen. 
It's not that I think Abbott will hold the line because I think Abbott is you know toughened up. Abbott's in an election year. There are real primary challengers out there for Greg Abbott. Real challengers. Abbott has to be stronger and more conservative at this time than he ever has been. So hold on, you might be okay. But as far as being angry goes, I could never sit here and tell you, I mean, you're a man who's about to lose his job, possibly. I'm not going to tell you, oh, don't be mad. No, how idiotic would that be? You have every right to be mad. Be mad. Be really mad. But, but, there's something everyone needs to hear right now. Be as mad as you want to be, but there's something you cannot do. I'll tell you in a second. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show final segment on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You're still welcome to email in your questions or anything else to the show. Chris loves sorting through all those before he prints them for me. The email address is jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Some some guy just wrote in and he's he's mad and going to lose his job again because of the vaccine and all that. And be mad. Now's a great time to be mad. You should be mad. One thing you can't do, though. You can't do it and I can't do it. I'm speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking to you. We can't lose heart. We can't lose heart. You can't do the, I give up. That's what they want. That's what they, that's what they need. They need you to just say, screw it. I'm done. I'm not in. I'm out. No, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. And if you're somebody and you're worried about your job or you're about to lose your job, you're going to find another one. Life is funny. I've had a million different jobs, lived a million different places. You're going to find something else. Trust me, you will. Dr. Jesse, I received a degree in mechanical engineering from one of these communist institutions here in California. Oh, gosh, mechanical engineering. This dude must be one of those brains. How come uh, uh, come, I have come to realize I don't have a passion for mechanical engineering? Well, my gosh, who would have a passion for that? And loathe reading job postings in my field. I don't want to go back to an indoctrination camp. So what should I do with my life? Moving to Texas after I get married in November. Thought the wise one might have a good suggestion. Says thank you for the laughs. Says I can use his name. His name is Cody. <clears throat> if I may make a suggestion, and this is going to sound so completely, this is going to sound like I'm focusing on myself, which of course I am, but I really do mean this. Have you ever tried sales of something. Everyone knows I sold RVs. You could try that route, but I mean, cars, RVs. Have you tried some kind of retail sales? Shoot, I remember uh, back when I was looking for work, there was a mattress salesman, a mattress salesman at one of these mattress stores. He was making like 60 G's a year. 60 G's a year. And I think there was, I might have the numbers wrong. It might be 60 to 70 or something like that. That's fine money. And I've, I've, I've told you this before, when it comes to RV sales, and you may not think you can do it, you may not be able to do it, and that's fine. When it comes to RV sales, I know uh, RV dealerships, multiple RV dealerships just in my area where every single salesman there, I'm talking the bad ones, they're making six figures. 
Six figures. I'm not saying it's for you. Might be worth a shot. Do you think big cities tend to be blue because of social norms? I had a thought that maybe they tend to be more socialistic because people in cities are colder to each other, either on the street or in a business, just want to get what they need without any distractions. My question is, do they use their political position and lifestyle as a substitute for genuine, kind interactions with the larger community? Uh, He said, this is Scott from Oslo, and it would be an honor if the Shogun said my name. Well, there you go, Scott. I think people... I think people live in cities and in rural areas for differing reasons, obviously. So this is a a generalization. And I'm somebody who loves the country and loves the cities. But people tend to live in cities because there is more that is convenient for them and because there is more that is taken care of for them. Uh, we, we we brought up the new guy, Michael, earlier today. Michael's 23 and single. Uh, he's going to be in Houston. Why? There's, there's a restaurant five feet, every five feet, and there's a hot girl every three feet. He doesn't want to move to rural Texas. I wouldn't either. Those plans change oftentimes when you get married, so you're not out chasing women around anymore, when you have some kids, and now, yeah, you still like restaurants, you like schools where your kid isn't going to get stabbed even more. And so you tend to pull away. Cities provide everything for you. You're not mowing a lawn if you're living in an apartment in uh, uh, Houston or New York or L.A. Everything's right there. Shoot, a lot of my New York buddies, because you know I love New York City, they haven't driven a car in years. They don't own cars. Now, this country, th- th- this this shows coast to coast. There are so many people out there right now that are blown away by that. But it's true. It's true. I know several of my friends who don't know how to drive. They're in their 40s because they've lived in New York their whole lives. They've never owned a car. They've never owned a That is insanity to somebody listening to me right now in, well, I mean, most places. Montana, Nebraska, it doesn't matter where. It's just a different way of living. And so that mentality is different. If you move to a a rural area, wherever that may be. If you move to a rural area, you do that on purpose, on purpose. It's a, it's a purposeful thing. And so you're already going to tend towards a different ideology. You just are great Oracle. What do I say to my 23 year old daughter who says I'm not for abortion, but I don't think it should be illegal. Says, love the show, and I can say her name. Name is Lisa. Ah, my mom's name is Lisa, and it's my mom's birthday today. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday. Uh, I don't know how old you are because I'm a bad son, but happy birthday, mom. Well, you don't, you can't ask, Chris. I mean, I already called her this morning and wished her a happy birthday. You can't ask. Yeah, Chris gave me the thumbs up. It's no big deal. As soon as the wife reminded me that it was her birthday, I called her and I said birthday. Anyway, look, when you're 23 years old, okay, daughter's 23. Says she's not for abortion. Doesn't think it should be illegal. Mom wants to talk her into it. Ask her why she doesn't think it should be illegal. Ask her why. Ask her why she's not for it. Why aren't you for it? It's just you're better off probing at the age of 23. I've seen this happen before. I've seen this happen in my own family. Where you'll send someone. That's college age, right? You send them off to college. 
and soon they're not they're 20, 22, 23, and they know every single thing about the world. You're probably not going to talk them out of that at that point in time. Have a conversation with them. Ask some questions. The fact she's still holding strong like that at 23, probably a really good sign. Keep your chin up. Be mad as heck. But do not lose heart. Do not lose heart. Tomorrow's a new day. That's all. Slowly.